Hey, Drinking Buddies. Thanks for all your support in 2020. We're down to our final events of the year. We're one week away from our pop-up at Matcha Cafe Michael in San Diego. Conveniently and safely pick up all your favorites from Sujita Ramen, Tanota Takoyaki, Chinchikunen Okonomiyaki, Zero Ocean Seafood, Okayama Kobo Bakery, and of course, our Drinking Buddy Savory Snacks on Friday, December 11th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Don't miss your chance to sign up. Head to www.okayamakobousa.com, click pop-up, and get your pre-order in now. We'll see you at Matcha Cafe Maiko on Friday. So it already has fermented food and kimchi and stuff that's really good for your guts. It really flowed perfectly getting into probiotics. This is the Drinking Buddy Show, where we explore food, craft, beverage pairings, and the entrepreneurs and tastemakers behind them. I'm Frank, founder of Drinking Buddy Artisan Snacks. On today's show, Claire Kim and Brandon Sugano join us from Sura Korean Barbecue and Tofu House and Fine Feathers Kombucha in Long Beach, California. Claire and Brandon recently made news as the new owners of Long Beach's own Fine Feathers Kombucha. The husband and wife team had purchased Sura Korean Barbecue and Tofu House six years ago and were looking to expand their business. We chatted about how they ended up owning two local businesses, Brandon's craft beer tap list, and some recommended kombucha flavors in Korean dishes. My name is Brandon. This is my wife, Claire. I am Claire. We're the owners of both Sura Korean Barbecue and Tofu House and Fine Feathers Kombucha, both in Long Beach, California. And where did you guys grow up? Well, I grew up in Koreatown, LA, but I was born in Korea. So I came here when I was 10. And I grew up in Diamond Bar, California. How'd you guys meet? In a biology course in Santa Monica College. Claire was in her freshman year and I was a sophomore. What were you guys studying then? Well, we ended up transferring to UCLA and we majored in environmental sciences. How did you end up owning a Korean restaurant and then, of course, recently getting a kombucha place? Well, like I said, I grew up in Korea until I was 10 and just getting adjusted to the American diet, the sad diet, right? Standard American diet. That was a little bit of an issue for me, not eating Korean food because I grew up with Korean food, like tenjangjigae and braised fish, rice and soup, all of these homey, good meals. And then I came here and just life is busy going to school. My parents are busy working. So I started eating fast food a lot. And this is not what I was used to. And then when I went to college, I started drinking too. So bad diet combined with alcohol, that's not a real good combo. So I wanted to start a restaurant that has the food that I grew up on. And also Long Beach has no East Asian food. East Asian food's not represented in Long Beach too much. So I wanted to bring that to Long Beach. So that's how Sura Korean Barbecue and Tofu House was born. There was actually a Sura there at the same location, but the menu was a little different. We didn't have alcohol there. We added soju and craft beers to our menu, and that was kind of a hit. But Did you start the original Sura or did you take it over? We took it over from another Korean person. So Sura switched hands twice. Actually, there was an intermittent person. I think he was a very, he was an absent owner. So 
I think he quickly switched hands. How old was the restaurant when you got it? I think it was about six years. Okay, so it wasn't too old. Yeah, I think it was started in 2008. Yeah, and we took over in 2014. You know, it was a really small restaurant, literally 10 tables. And yeah, it's definitely grown over the years. What were you doing at the time when you bought it? Claire took over full time at the restaurant. And for me, I was doing the software development before that. But she ended up needing a lot of help. We're entrepreneurial spirits. So we, we kind of just went together into business together. And it's been a very rewarding process working with my wife so closely every day for the past six years. So it's just the two of you on the ownership team. And did you quickly hire you know a general manager and all that stuff for the restaurant? Or has it just been you? We have a management staff, but for the most part, yeah, we are still very hands-on owners. A lot of people, you know, would recognize Claire and me at the restaurant. We're, we're always checking in on the customers. And, you know, we're always making sure the service is very smooth. I think that's been one of the trademarks of Sura is just the high quality service and the food. And it's something that we really do care about as a small family-run business. Yeah, and people just love talking to the owners and the people behind the business. So people like talking to us, meeting us. Well, I think it's a lot of fun. You get to know the person behind the business. You know, not every business you walk into, you get to know the owner. Yeah, and we like collecting the reviews from our customers in person. It's just a lot better in terms of like running the business and improving it, I feel like. That was how we were kind of able to sustain Sura. We got direct feedbacks from our customers and we really kept those in mind over the years and really try to improve upon those little issues that we would have. Is that what led to adding the alcohol and the craft beer especially or what inspired you to do that? I really like craft beer. Yeah, he's a brain behind our craft beer list. Yeah, and you know, Long Beach really likes its craft beer too. It was kind of a leap of faith because not many Asian restaurants do you go to have a 12-tap list like we do. We kind of curated that and it ended up being, you know, amazing for us. And same thing with the kombucha that we sell at Sura. We like these microbrewery or, you know, small batch crafted drinks that we have. And, you know, it's really resonated with the customers. So it's definitely a good pairing, like even sour beer with kimchi. It's not something that people deal with every day, but it, it is a great pairing. That sourness from the sour beer and the fermentation that we do on the kimchi, like they really do go well together. We've been able to do a lot of interesting pairings because of all of that. And have yeah. you selected specifically a lot of Long Beach craft breweries or do you go all over? We do go all over. Our list is pretty extensive. We don't have that much local. We do have one from Strand, which I know you guys talked to before in the past. Strand Beach House, their Amber Hoppy Ale is really good. So. That's been a great addition to our list. And also, recently, we've been carrying a trademark beer from Trademark Brewery off Anaheim and Long Beach. Very cool. So how do you pick your beers then? Are you just figuring what's going to pair best with what you offer at Sura? Yeah, kind of. But also, with the help of our beer representatives, they would drop off samples from time to time. I was able to really refine my palate with that kind of stuff. Now, do you also have some of the Korean beers that people would expect at a Korean barbecue place? Oh, definitely. Yeah. We recently added Cloud, which is a very good Korean beer. 
Well, I don't want to say very good, but you know, Korean beer is all about a lighter beer that you eat with. And that's pretty much what you want with Korean food is a light beer that accentuates the spicy food that you're having. But I really do like Cloud. It is not from a microbrewery at all. It is a uh, macro Korean beer, but I think the quality of it is better than, say, your OB or your Heights. For me, there's like a slight honey note at the end, just as a tasting note. And it parallels to like a Bavik in terms of some of the tasting notes that I get. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> so how did you decide to take over Fine Feathers? So we've been carrying Fine Feathers kombucha at Sura for years. And when we heard the news that it was closing down, we obviously didn't want that to happen. We wanted to keep it in Long Beach and they've been really dispersed throughout Long Beach. And it's just a product that we really believed in. We like the flavors. We've never had other kombucha that tasted like it. It was very different. And we almost thought kombucha is supposed to taste like what Fine Feathers carries. So we took over Fine Feathers and... Yeah, I think it just became a win-win situation for both of us. And we're able to keep alive this brand in the community, but also... Claire had been looking for a health-related business, and you know we just jumped at this opportunity. And yeah, it was sort of a roller coaster because I remember them announcing that they were closing, mm-hmm. and I immediately ordered a bunch of cans and their home brewing kit, uh-huh. hoping that people could keep them afloat. And then a couple of weeks later, Brian Addison puts out the article that you guys got it. So I was really <laughs> delighted to see that they wouldn't be going away. Yeah, we were invested in Sura for a while, but. We were looking into expanding and we were always thinking like, is it going to be a second Surah or something else that we sell at Surah, but more like a fast casual type of restaurant. And then while we were discussing and thinking about things, the pandemic happened. And that's when Jay and Jody had to close down. And this was kind of an opportune moment for us to go ahead and grab that opportunity. And yeah, I was looking for a health-related business, although I was looking for more of an online kind of business. I thought that it flowed better as Sura already has like fermented food and kimchi and stuff that's really good for your guts. Our customers have been coming into Sura to buy kimchi and stuff from us, and it really flowed perfectly getting into probiotics beverage business. Yeah, it seemed to make a lot of sense. And I wanted to know, do you make your own kimchi or tofu? Yeah, we make our kimchi, our pickled cucumbers, radishes, and we ferment those as syrup, but we don't make tofu. We also do dongchimi, which is a fermented radish broth. Actually, we still serve the cold noodles right now, but that's actually going to be going away because it's not summer anymore. During the summer, our dongchimi cold noodles from Korea. Those are a huge hit for us. And And we've been trying to expand our kimchi lines. You probably know the restaurants are supposed to be closing again. Unfortunately, Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to have a lot more of the grab-and-go stuff. And so we actually started making white kimchi too. Even though I'm Korean, I don't eat too spicy so we, I added a, a not spicy kimchi, so it doesn't have any chili peppers in it. And so if you're not a spice eater, 
<laughs> you will like it. And have you ever brewed any Korean alcohol? That's always been something I've been interested in, but I have not done that. I really want to. I experienced the the craft small batch makgeolli, which is the Korean rice wine, similar to uh, your unfiltered sake, and that's been something that I've been wanting to do. Uh, I saw some starter kits online. I might dabble. Yeah, it seems like a field that hasn't been expanded upon very much in either in Korea or in the U.S. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, definitely. Makgeolli is there is some presence in beer caves or local beer caves. You might see a, a product called Makgeolli, and I think it's probably a really good pairing with senbei, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Makgeolli <laughs> and Nigori's the cloudy sake go really well because they have as long as they have that sweetness it just depends on them there's some that are more umami Dry. you know they're more the yeah the ricey flavor and that doesn't go so well but when they're sweeter ones it's amazing <laughs> yeah definitely we have makgeolli atsura we pair it with uh, our seafood pancakes which really work well it's called a hemupajang it's a seafood savory pancake sounds fantastic yeah. mm-hmm. so what do you want to do with fine feathers now are you going to be adding new flavors well, we are doing some yeast experimentation, but that's later down the line. So that would be kind of fun. But yeah, with fine feathers, we're focusing right now. It's been such a flurry. So we're just trying to scale things back a bit and trying to keep the quality of the product high. You know, we're not trying to jump into too many new hoops because, you know, we, we really want to get the process down correctly, taking over from J and J. We don't want to call too many shots quite just yet. We're definitely, you know, working on some new flavors that we're experimenting with. And actually, we have two new flavors that are coming out in our tap room. One's a triple berry mint and the other is an apple spice. So, you know, some wintry kind of stuff. Very holiday appropriate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we're just trying to, you know, take things slow for now. I think we'll start to dial things up again in the next month or two as we really get the process down. When we return, Brandon and Claire share how they've been getting through the pandemic. Thanks for listening so far. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Then head to www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com and pick up some tasty pub snacks, barware, and more. Every purchase he makes helps us support small family-owned businesses in rural Japan and bring you more delicious, unique snacks to pair with your favorite beverages. Special thanks to all of you that have already started enjoying our snacks and sharing them with your buddies. People have been really supportive in ways that the LP Post yesterday, they released another documentary on us. And from that, people have been ordering online from us and people constantly walk into the store to purchase. I don't think it's there yet. People don't want to come out as much, but still it's enough to keep us going and keep it alive until you know the pandemic's over and you mentioned you want to do something more of a different concept down the line well i want to continue the kombucha line as much as possible i want to maybe have a lot more different flavors we do have our six core flavors but other than those, we want to always have something new or something different on tap or different flavor that we can offer um, just to keep it fresh and interesting. And I want to play around with teas that are not caffeinated. Our Roybos Palo Santo, that's been really popular. And that one's caffeine-free. And Roybos 
just has like that really deep, nice woodsy flavor. And I want to play around more with like the teas that are our roots, stuff like that. Can you give some recommendations on some dishes from Sura and maybe some fine feathers combinations? I've made a mule <laughs> with soju and our ginger kombucha. It's actually been really good. We, we might add that to the menu. What else is there? I, I think I just mentioned the seafood pancakes are really good. We also have like these rice cake skewers that are, it's like a deep fried, like almost savory mochi on a stick. We brush like Korean style sweet and spicy sauce on top. Yeah, that's called our kraken sauce, actually. Yeah. Kraken sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we put those on our chicken wings as well. We get our chicken wings from uh, Pittman Farms under their Mary's brand, which is like a free-range chicken wing, and those wings are like the best that you can get. Claire and Brandon take me through a couple of their flavors of Fine Feathers kombucha. The first one is the sencha. So we were talking earlier, you saying some people don't understand what it is, so could you explain it? Yeah, so we use two different kinds of sencha. Sencha is a Japanese green tea. Kwaiyu is South American tea. There's no smokiness to it, but it's similar to like a yerba mate. So it's, it's in the same family same, as um, yerba mate. Yeah, same family as yerba mate. And it, the sencha kwaiyu is our like most caffeinated of our kombuchas. There's definitely a kick to it. Yeah, uh, if you're drinking it right now, you'll probably notice a cherry note. That's what I get from it. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit sweet, which is not what you would expect from the sencha side of it. So I think it's really a great combination. Yeah, definitely. You're getting a little bit of that good caffeine in the green tea, and then the energy from the yerba mate family, the cousin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good combination. And it almost like a soda alternative. You know, <laughs> like it's a lot healthier than just drinking in a soda, but it's got that sweetness. It has the caffeine. It's got the carbonation. Yeah. I love it. And that's the thing with Fine Feathers. Our kombucha is very drinkable. We do everything in small batches so we can really control that flavoring. Every batch is made in four or five gallon containers. And with that, we're able to control the fermentation. We're not like one of these big kombucha companies that are trying to make things in 100 gallon vats. And I don't think it's helpful in the process of making the kombucha that we do. There's no added sugars or anything like that. People liken it to a soda, but Compared to a soda, there's like a tenth of the sugar. So, <laughs> yeah, that's why I say it's a great alternative because you're not getting that like 36 grams or whatever it is per yeah, can yeah. of sugar that you get from your average soda pop. Even the ones that are supposed to be healthy never are. They're just chock full of sugar. So, I think this is a great option for someone that likes a can of soda now and then. Yeah, yeah definitely. I really like uh, how Fine Feathers, our flavor is very balanced. It's nothing like what you can try at the grocery store. Usually when people walk into our tap room, they have an idea that kombucha is very sour. It's like drinking vinegar and stuff like that. And that's why we love fine feathers so much. The flavor's balanced and it doesn't have like that eek. It's so tarty and so sour. Ours is very tea forward. So you can taste the tea in there mixed with a really complex flavor of either fruit or some other tea or flavoring things that we add to it. So it's balanced. Yeah, I also feel like the ones you get at the grocery store, in addition to being sour and tart, are way too carbonated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always overcarbonated. That, <laughs> that's like kind of liking it to beer. Like kombucha doesn't need that effervescence to be delicious. 
that's another part of our process that you know we we control ourselves and uh, we're always tasting it every step of the way but i feel yeah like the other companies they just over carbonate to the point where it's almost booming out of that bottle like if you shake a normal kombucha bottle it's gonna fly everywhere i mean yeah not naming names but they definitely (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely it is like a mess when you open them yeah (laughs) I call it like a carbonic bite. It, it also masks some of the off flavors that some kombuchas have. For sure. Yeah, we, we really want to just share the entire flavor profile while remaining refreshing. Another one that I got for today is the lavender chamomile. So it's a little bit of the opposite, right? I mean, does this one have caffeine in it? Yeah, so it actually does. That particular kombucha, the tea base is still a jasmine green tea base. And oh, okay. Yeah, it still has a caffeine kick to it. Obviously not like the Sencha that you had last, but it's during the flavoring process that we have the lavender join in. I want to say that's one of our most popular flavors that you have there. I think it's delicious. It has balance between the uh, lavender and the chamomile. So it's very floral then, if you've got jasmine, lavender, and chamomile. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and it's, it it's, is. it's our most floral flavor, I think. Brandon and Claire shared their thoughts on our snacks. Yeah, so they're really good. I like this Ryu Sembe, which is the chili oil rice crackers. I think this might be my favorite Sembe now. The quality is super good. Everything from the texture and the, the bite of it, just really amazing. I like it. Yeah, um, I really like the wasabi flavor in it. I think wasabi goes well with all the snacks that you can find. So I would agree. My wife would disagree, but I love wasabi. <laughs> yeah. I love wasabi. We want to do wasabi kombucha eventually down the line. So, Ooh, I could, yeah, that could go either way. But I could, if you do it well, it would be amazing. Wasabi matcha or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're gonna to have to experiment with that, though. I don't feel good for you because you're gonna to have to try all the batches. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make do. Yeah. That'd be a cool one, though. Wasabi matcha. I would say overall, these make a good drinking buddy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, they're meant for drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a category that isn't in the U.S. yet. You know, people don't think of rice-based snacks, at least non-East Asian people. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'm not like a really a real big drinker, but I grew up on these snacks and my grandpa would always share it with me. So it's very nostalgic and it's just very good. Part of the reason that I called the company Drinking Buddy was I really appreciated the culture of inviting your friends over to just basically have tea and snacks and chat. Mm -hmm. You didn't necessarily have to have a barbecue and drink and all that. You could just come over in the afternoon, relax, here's some snacks. And it was always just such a nice piece of hospitality that somebody's over and you put something out for them. Even if they don't take it, you're at least saying... I appreciate you and welcome to my home. I can imagine this being really good with a glass of some kind of hot tea, some kind of green tea, matcha tea, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always experimenting with them. Thanks to my wife, I have all kinds of fantastic tea from Japan. So always trying out different flavors of tea and hopefully after COVID, (laughs) you know, once this pandemic thing calms down, then I'll look at importing that as well. So what can you do to support Sura Korean Barbecue and Fine Feathers Kombucha? For the people in Long Beach, you know, ordering takeout or ordering on Postmates, which is our delivery partner, you know, they really do help us, you know, keep afloat during these times. And 
Also, we did a Kim's convenience pop up in the past, and we were planning to redo our Korean market inside of Sura. So we're gonna have a lot of、uh, Korean snacks and things that you could buy. All of those things really do help us. Korean spam there.、Uh, we used to do kimbap, the sushi rolls. People still look for those. We used to do it at the beginning of COVID. We would make freshly made kimbap and leave it out, and people just come in to pick those up. We would probably have to do those again, and, and then we're gonna have like choco pie and soju that you can take home, or we have like growlers that we can fill with our beers on top. And people have been coming in for that too. And then for fine feathers, we are online on bootshop.com. So if people want to go and shop on there instead of coming in, that's a good way to get your booch delivered to your house. Yeah, we do free local delivery in Long Beach. Just to reiterate, that's bootshop.com. That's B-O-O-C-H shop.com. Very cool. And then you're also working with Maritime Bicycle Courier, right? Yeah. So yeah, they've been really amazing with helping us do our local deliveries through our other delivery partner, Grubhub. So if anybody wants to order off of Grubhub and you live south of Anaheim, you can definitely get Maritime to deliver to you. And that's a local business, so that's really supporting the local bicycle delivery couriers here in Long Beach. We、yeah. sell kombucha on the Maritime web platform as well, and also、uh, Sura is also on there. Thanks so much to Claire Kim and Brandon Sugano. Find out more about Sura Korean Barbecue and Tofu House and Fine Feathers Kombucha by checking the links in our episode description. Coming up on the Drinking Buddy Show, Peter Kim from Kizakura USA joins us to chat about their Kyoto-based sake and craft beer brewery. Thanks for listening to the Drinking Buddy Show. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your buddies. Check out our latest artisanal snack offerings at www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Take care and drink well.